In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our text is the epistle reading from 1 Corinthians, which you've already heard. You may be seated. We give thee but thine own. Whate'er the gift may be, all that we have is thine alone. A trust, O Lord, from thee. I heard this hymn stanza growing up Sunday after Sunday in church. We didn't always sing it, but I distinctly remember my pastor praying this hymn stanza out loud every time he had received the offering plates before he brought them up to the altar. He'd stand in front of the altar, he'd raise them up above his head to signify that these were the gifts that were being given to God for the use of his church. Now, while I don't say it out loud, this is the very same prayer that I continue to pray as I bring forward the plates Sunday after Sunday. The reason I mention this is because this hymn stanza gives us an important insight into the material things that we have. We give thee but they know all that we have is thine alone. These words are a simple and powerful reminder of a reality that we ought to consider more often. Everything that we have is God's own possession. This certainly includes the money that we put in the offering plate, but this includes everything that we have. Our houses, our cars, our children, our bodies, the food that we eat, the shoes that we wear, and so on and so forth. You may remember, and catechism kids get ready, when you memorize the first article of the Creed and the fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer, that very long list of what is meant by daily bread. All that we have is thine alone, a trust, O Lord, from thee. It is out of his fatherly love for us that he actually then, with these gifts, brings us alongside himself to make us stewards and managers of these things. They are his, and he wants us to use them for the glory of his holy name, but also, as Paul says in our epistle reading, for the common good, that is, for the good of our neighbor. God could certainly micromanage everything in creation. It is well within his power to do so. But what love has he given to us that he places into our hands, the dollars, the property, our very lives, and he gives those into our care to use? It's a lot like that very first time that your dad put that first wrench into your hand. You probably didn't know what you were doing. He probably could have done all of it by himself much more quickly without your help. But when he did that, or when your mom put that apron around your neck for the very first time, they were bringing you alongside with them in love so that they could teach you what they already knew. They were being stewards of the gifts that they give. Mom already made the best cookies. Dad could already fix everything, but he wanted you to help. 
She wanted your help. Today, St. Paul reveals that God is the giver of these gifts through the one universal gift that he gives to all Christians, and that is the gift of his Holy Spirit. This is the gift that Jesus promised to us. We, heard, we always hear this text in the Sundays after Easter, but Jesus says, When the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me, and you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. With these words, St. Paul reminds us of this fact by telling us that no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Only when the Holy Spirit is at work within us can we actually say, confess, and mean that Jesus is in fact my Lord, is your Lord. And through the power of the Holy Spirit working in us, God calls us to be stewards of that very gift by proclaiming to others that Jesus is in fact your Lord. Not just saying it for your own good, but also saying it for the good of your neighbor. People loved by God. This is our most basic stewardship of God's gifts. We have been bought and paid for by the very precious blood of Jesus. Like the apostles before us who said, we believed and therefore we spoke. God wants us to share the message of salvation with everyone who is around us. This isn't just a calling for pastors, but it's a calling for all Christians. And because it's a calling for all Christians, this means that it's going to look different for every single Christian. God gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit in our baptism. And in each vocation in which he places us, we are to call or tell the name of Jesus to others. So for parents, this means that the very first people that you talk to about Jesus, the most important people that you can talk to about Jesus are your children. St. Paul reminds us that faith comes by hearing. It's not something that's genetically passed down. Our children will not become Christians simply because they have Christian parents. They must be taught. And that's why we have a long-standing commitment to Christian education in this congregation. For children, you too are to proclaim the name of Jesus to those around you. This might be something as simple as singing Jesus Loves Me or inviting a friend to come to VBS with you. The same Spirit also empowers other gifts in us as well. These particular gifts that we are given, as St. Paul tells us, are for the common good, for the good of our neighbor. He listed several in there, like speaking in tongues, interpreting tongues, praying, all of those things. But these are but the tip of the iceberg for the Holy Christian Church. These gifts are as diverse as the members of the church, even at the congregational level, even here at Trinity Lutheran Church. Some of you are good at fixing things. Some of you are good at organizing stuff. Some of you are good at making food. Some of you are good at making music. Some of you are good with your finances. And I hope 
you're not missing out on what I'm trying to say here. God has given each and every one of you unique talents and abilities. Some of them are natural, but others have been developed with time and practice. But nonetheless, St. Paul tells us that it is the God who has sent us his Holy Spirit who empowers them all within us. So let's make then a connection back to my pastor growing up. Just like the old hymn reminds us that our financial offerings are God's already that he has entrusted for us to use for his glory and for the upbuilding of the church, so also it is with your talents, with your, with your abilities, with your entire being. Today, St. Paul is urging all of you to take a good look at yourselves and determine how God is working in you through particular skills and gifts so that you might also turn and use them for the glory of his holy name and also then for the common good, for the good of your neighbor. Doesn't our Lord Jesus say, let your light shine before others so that others may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven? Now, while this may seem like a daunting task, a lot of personal introspection and reflection, I want you to consider your life as it is right now. One of the things that we wring our hands about at the parsonage is how we are so busy and how we're always exhausted and how the schedule with everything that we have between the pastor stuff and the kids stuff and Andrea's teaching stuff, how just tiring it actually is. The world sets us at such a fast pace that we can hardly catch our breaths. Can you, can you identify with that? I'm sure you can. But by calling us to see what gifts God has given to us and how we might use them for the glory of his name and the service of our neighbor, we can actually then take a breath and we can see the great love that God has poured out in us and how he intends that love to spill out onto others who are around us. But even more so, with that, we see that no gift is insignificant. No gift that God gives is unimportant. From the one who helps pass out the bulletins here in church, to the one who picks up the bulletins that are left lying around, to the one who puts their offerings, their mites in the plate, to the one who sings, the one who plays, the one who prays, to the one who builds, the one who tears down, the one who fixes, the one who cooks. Each of these are acts of love and service that are empowered by the Holy Spirit. Dear saints, I urge you, therefore, to take St. Paul's words to heart. This week, spend some time in prayer and with God's word, starting perhaps with today's epistle reading, and try to discern then what gifts God has actually given to you that you might use in his service. As we stand here at the edge of celebrating the work of the Holy Spirit in our midst for the last 150 years in this place, let's be ready. Let's be ready to honor and to celebrate God's work here by using our gifts, 
by using our talents for his glory and also then in service to the neighbor for the common good. In Jesus' name. And now the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord.